Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 28 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. This is the fourth of five episodes in which I'm exploring the do's and don'ts of sport parenting. In other words, what sport parents should and shouldn't do with themselves, other parents, coaches, and their children. The topic of today's podcast is do with your children. What you do with, for, and to your children matters a lot, though you can certainly influence your children by what you do with yourself, other parents, and their coaches the most impact you can have comes from your direct interaction with them. To that end, here are some recommendations on what you can do for your children that will help them to enjoy their sport the most, find the most success they can, and get the most out of their athletic experiences. First, provide guidance, but don't dictate. Particularly in their early athletic lives, your children don't know much about their sport or what it takes to be an athlete. So they'll look to you for guidance in all aspects of their sports experiences, whether related to what level to compete at, which club to join, what equipment they need, how much to practice, and how important their sport should be to them. Certainly, as they immerse themselves in a sport, they will become more informed and better equipped to make their own decisions. But there will always be a time and a place in which your input will be needed and appreciated. From when your young athletes first pick up a sport, you will need to micromanage them because they simply lack the wherewithal to know what's best for them. In many cases, you will be making the decision for them early on. The danger is when that micromanagement becomes a habit that persists as your children get older and are more capable of fully owning their sport and making their own decisions. During this transition, as your children mature and become experienced athletes, you also want to transition from micromanagement to management, in which you strike a balance between taking care of aspects of their sport that aren't their responsibility, for example, paying for club fees and driving to practices until they have the driver's license, while ceding responsibility for those parts of their sport that they are capable of managing. For example, planning their practice schedule, coordinating with their coach, selecting their equipment, and packing their gear bags. You also want to emphasize fun and other benefits of sport beyond success. As I've discussed in previous podcasts, your young athletes will be getting many messages from teammates, coaches, club administrators, and the larger youth sports culture that it's all about results. Sadly, those messages will not always support your children's sports efforts. You need to counter those messages by emphasizing and prioritizing for your young athletes the many benefits of sports participation. Fun, healthy competition, and the development of essential life skills are just a few of the many wonderful advantages that your children can gain from sports, regardless of their results. The chances are infinitesimally small that your children will become athletic superstars, or even compete in college. But sports can still be a wonderful and impactful life experience that can positively shape their futures. From Coach John Burns, a well-known high school football coach, Youth sports isn't just about sports. It's about keeping the fun in the game and teaching your athletes lessons they can take with them for life. You also need to show interest in their sports participation. One of the most affirming and confidence-building things you can do for your children is simply to show interest in their athletic lives. When you indicate that you care about their sports participation, they feel valued and supported and know that you will be there for them through the ups and downs. You can show your interest in many ways. A basic yet powerful way is to ask them questions about their sports experiences. 
For example, what were they working on in practice? What they're enjoying about it and what they're not? How they feel about competing? Ways that they're improving and areas that they're working on in their sport? Another obvious way to show interest is simply to be present and involved in your children's athletic lives. You can do this by shopping with them for their sports gear, helping them practice at home if they ask, driving them to practice, and attending competitions. The simple act of being there sends a very powerful message that you care about their sports involvement. Also, you want to encourage other interests. There's a lot of pressure these days for your young athletes to specialize in a sport early and commit entirely to the sport to the exclusion of other activities. The message that sports parents are getting is that if their children aren't on the specialization train early enough, they're going to be left behind at the station for good. Yet, as I noted in previous episodes of Raising Young Athletes, expert opinion and scientific research suggests that this full steam ahead approach to youth sports development not only doesn't work in terms of accelerating athletic development, but also hurts children physically and psychologically. There's no doubt that specialization at some point is necessary if young athletes have big aspirations for their sport. At the same time, the professional consensus is that having other interests outside of sports and balance in their lives offers some key benefits, including increased motivation, lower rates of burnout, fewer injuries, and better long-term prospects in the sport. To that end, I encourage you to support your children finding and maintaining involvement in activities beyond sport, including specific school subjects, the performing arts, and charitable work, as well as other sports. From Pope Francis, together with a culture of work, there must be a culture of leisure as gratification. To put it another way, people who work must take the time to relax, to be with their families, to enjoy themselves, read, and to listen to music. One of the most important roles you can play with your young athletes is to provide a healthy perspective. Like so many aspects of their athletic lives, your children may be getting truly unhealthy messages from their teammates, coaches, and the wider youth sports culture about success and failure. It's all about winning and they may very well come to define success and failure in those harmful terms. You can prevent this from happening by adopting and conveying healthier messages to them about success and failure. If you do, your young athletes will likely come to define success and failure in ways that you do, and in ways that will not only encourage their athletic efforts, but also foster their positive personal development. So I encourage you to get clear on your own personal definitions of success and failure and ensure that they're healthy. As I discussed previously, success should primarily be about your children giving their best effort, having fun, being a good teammate, and gaining the benefits of sports participation. Success, as defined as winning, should only be the result of that definition and icing on the cake from your children's efforts. Failure, in turn, is the absence of that definition of success. Though you cannot completely protect your young athletes from the toxic messages related to success and failure, your providing a healthier perspective will diminish that impact and give them a more positive way of looking at success and failure. From a sign posted by the San Jose California Athletic Association, along this path past the greatest baseball players you will ever know, your children. Be with them, encourage them, help them be as good as they can be. But most of all, at the end of the day, Win or lose, tell them you love them, for they are the most precious gift. Another essential gift you can give them is to be positive and calm. 
As I mentioned previously, youth sports can feel like a roller coaster for children and their parents alike. Big jumps in performance, runaway victories, and come from behind wins, as well as slow progress, setbacks, and devastating losses are all par for the course for your young athletes. That roller coaster ride can also be very emotional, ranging from excitement, joy, pride, and inspiration, to anxiety, frustration, disappointment, and fear. These challenges that your children face every day in their sports participation can be both uplifting and discouraging. You can help to ensure that their athletic experiences are positive and beneficial by providing two things to your young athletes. First, offer them regular encouragement that will bolster their confidence when things are going well and gird their confidence when it's taken a hit. Win, lose, or epic fail. A hug, kiss, keep at it, and I believe in you, or your own personal version of encouragement goes a long way to help your children weather the rough seas of their sports involvement. Second, that emotional roller coaster can be really tough on young athletes when their results go south. If your own emotions go in that direction as well, you're adding insult to injury. Not only are they upset, but they see that their results have caused you to be upset too. However your children perform, you want to project and hopefully actually feel an air of calm and cool empathy. Your composed presence during an emotional storm sends a powerfully positive message to your children in their athletic lives that, though you recognize that it is an upsetting moment for them, for you, it's just part of sports, you have it in perspective, you are there entirely for them, and that they will be all right. Another key message you can send to your young athletes is to emphasize process over results. As I've discussed earlier in this podcast, one of the great gifts you can give your young athletes is to emphasize process over results. Quite simply, you should never talk about results with your children. When they bring up results, immediately redirect them to what enabled them to get those results. This focus is so beneficial because your children can control the process that is what they need to do to perform their best, but not their results, only to some extent by controlling the process. When your children direct their attention onto the process, they gain several important benefits. First, they don't feel the weight of expectations and pressure that comes from a focus on results. Second, they're more calm and relaxed as they approach a competition. Finally, they feel more confident and comfortable when they compete. The paradoxical end result when your children focus on the process is that they're actually more likely to perform well and are more likely to get the results they want. From the legendary college football coach, Bud Wilkinson, we compete not so much against an opponent, but against ourselves. The real test is this, did I make my best effort every play? It's also very important that when your children act badly, that you intervene on that bad behavior. Whether your children experience success or failure in their athletic lives, that does not give them license to behave in unacceptable ways in practice or at competition. Inappropriate behavior can include excessive celebration, teasing or bullying teammates or opponents, having a tantrum after a loss, cheating, or just being a bad sport. If you see or learn about such behavior in their sports participation, you must intervene immediately and appropriately. By ignoring it, you send a message of implicit approval. You can communicate your values and priorities around their sports lives by discussing acceptable and unacceptable behavior in their sports involvement, setting clear expectations, 
and enforcing consequences when your children violate agreed-upon norms of appropriate behavior. From parenting author Matthew L. Jacobson, tolerating bad behavior is the same as training defiance and rebellion in the heart of your children. You should also let your children take a break when needed. Your young athletes have only so much fuel in their gas tanks. When your children combine the time and energy associated with their school responsibilities with the commitment and the time, physical and mental demands of sports, they can come to feel stressed, exhausted, and overwhelmed, and their gas tank can run low. This burden usually results in a decline in enjoyment, motivation, effort, and performance in their sports. And in extreme cases, young athletes may even say that they want to quit their sport altogether. If your children experience this reaction, it's easy to think that they're just being lazy or ungrateful for all the time and effort you devote to their athletic lives. But that response on your part only adds to the weight they feel on their shoulders and exacerbates the problem. Instead, I encourage you to recognize how busy and stressful your children's lives can be. And rather than actually wanting to quit their sport, they may simply need an occasional break from their sport to rest, recover, and recharge their batteries. A short time away often reminds them of how much they love their sport and helps them to get their mojo back so they can return to their sport with renewed commitment and energy. From Alan Cohen, the owner of the NHL Florida Panthers team, there is virtue in work and there is virtue in rest. Use both and overlook neither. Another great lesson sports parents can learn is to give your children space. One of the most beneficial aspects of your children's sports participation are the challenges that it presents requiring them to figure out how they want to respond. Particularly when your young athletes are struggling, they often need time and space just to mull over the situation and decide how best to proceed. These situations may include a disappointing competitive result, a performance slump, a disagreement with a teammate, or conflict with a coach. In these circumstances, you may feel compelled to step right in and attempt to resolve the problem for your children. This immediate reaction on your part, though certainly well-intended, would do your young athletes a disservice. When these situations arise, rather than jumping right in to either comfort them or solve the issue, I encourage you to give them the time and space to figure it out on their own. If they do, you've given them a wonderful gift of emotional management, problem-solving, and conflict resolution that will last a lifetime. If they're not able to completely solve the problem themselves, then they will come to you for your support and guidance on their own terms when they're ready. So importantly, you want to keep a sense of humor in your children's sports participation. As I've suggested throughout my podcast, you and your young athletes can take sports pretty darn seriously. The problem is that such an intense view of youth sports both interferes with successful performance and sucks the enjoyment out of your children's athletic experiences. As a result, keeping a sense of humor during the inevitable highs and lows of sports participation is another wonderful gift you can give your children. When it's so easy for your young athletes to go to the dark side when they struggle in their sport, your smiles, having fun, and light demeanor offer an important message and a powerful counterbalance to those dark forces that can drag your children down. When your view of your children's sports participation is light and playful, those feelings will be contagious to them. If you're having fun at your kids' sports events, they're more likely to keep their involvement in perspective and have fun too. An anonymous quote, parenting without a sense of humor is like being an accountant who sucks at math. 
Finally, and so importantly, give your kids unconditional love in their sports participation. Conditional love is the most harmful message you can communicate to your children in their athletic lives. When you express your love through attention, affection, and gifts when your young athletes are successful and withdraw your love through emotional distance or anger when they fail, you are doing potentially permanent harm to them as athletes and far more importantly, as people. If your children come to believe that every time they compete, your love for them is on the line, you're creating a situation that can only result in bad emotions, bad experiences, bad results, and so importantly, bad feelings toward you. If you get only one thing out of my Raising Young Athletes podcast, make sure that it's you must express your love to your children unconditionally in every aspect of their athletic lives, whether before, during, or after competitions. This potent message tells your kids that your love for them will be strong and constant regardless of how they do in their sports participation. This recognition alone removes so many of the obstacles that I discussed in previous podcasts and frees your young athletes to pursue their sports goals with commitment, confidence, and gusto. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 28 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for my final episode, episode 29, in the near future.